0: Okay, so before this episode starts, I want to give two quick disclaimers. So I actually recorded um, these segments like a week and a half ago. So I did not get to update y'all on the current events, which I'm positive y'all know about. So I'm not going to go too deep. But I'm just going to say this whole Shakari Richardson situation, I am praying for that young lady. Um, I am saying, fuck this system forever. There's no reason for cannabis to be legal in some places and illegal in other places. Cannabis is not necessarily a um, performance-enhancing drug, especially not a synthetic performance-enhancing drug. Um, So I'm going to just say that about that. (laughs) And also, um, in the interview portion, I was not using my normal mic. So please um, excuse the quality um, I just felt like it was a very good conversation That I did not want to have to redo and try and reenact at all So yeah, y'all just gonna get the audio that y'all give Anyways, let's get right into the episode, y'all Make it make sense Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of Organic with O.G. Adriana, a podcast that explores the intersection of authenticity, mindful consumption, and radical mother-ethnic healing. My name is Adriana, aka O.G. Adriana, if you nasty, and yeah, I'm your host. What's up, (laughs) y'all? I am very glad, as per usual, to be back on this podcast, Mike, recording this fun little project Of a podcast that i have going on um i'm really excited for this episode because if you can read by the title we have a very special guest in the building today but (laughs) my interview with her will actually come a little bit later um but yeah let's just recap i guess on this week past I don't have any current event things that I particularly want to happen or want to mention. But y'all, of course, stay safe as per usual. Stay prayed up. Stay protected up. If you know, you know. Um, Like, for real. Like, get connected with your ancestors. Get some spiritual armor going on. Because it is summertime. People are out here acting a fool. Um y'all these governments are going fucking crazy this summer like just be mindful of every single thing like literally do your research all the things those are all the reminders i have to say in reference i guess to what's going on the world in the weeks past because honey just protect yourself stay protected but that being said in my personal life y'all um i mean i haven't had like too much going on except for the fact that i've still kind of been feeling social but not really social i i don't know i I really, I guess this past week, I really didn't do much. I just hung out at home, hung out with my kid, who is gone now, by the way, for like another couple of months, or couple of months, goddamn hell, no, I'd go crazy. No, he's gone for like another couple of weeks to DFW. Hold on, I'm getting an email that I don't know what's going on. (laughs) okay disregard that but yeah my baby gone so i'm out here being childless and i'm not physically mothering right now so i just y'all know like when i go through those periods of time i just like to collect my mind i'm planning a cute little date for myself this week which is going to be very cute um but other than that i mean i really have not had too much going on this week oh except for the fact that i'm phasing out of therapy which scares me to death but it makes me so happy because it just means that i've gotten a lot of progress um now i will say like i did get a little bit of separation anxiety from my therapist herself um But just knowing that I went through this process, I literally have gone through the little charts and I've literally just checked off so many boxes. Like, I'm just so happy. I'm so proud of myself. I'm so proud of my motherfucking mental health because Lord knows, like it, I don't know. It's been, it's been a battle to get here, y'all. And anyone who is neurodivergent, anyone who battles with mental health problems, anyone who deals with like PTSD or any, types of trauma, like getting to a place where you can comfortably like walk throughout and move throughout your days, being able (laughs) to move through your days logically, but also emotionally and intuitively. And you have just like this very grounded sense of self that is just like y'all I've never really experienced this and for someone who or for people who have never dealt with like mental health struggles ever congratulations to you and you can't relate that like literally get into a place that you can dog like I just said that you can just move through life like feeling like you are okay and that you can navigate any situation gracefully and beautifully like dog period period like I, I'm just so excited I'm so proud of myself um I am scared that I'm still gonna feel like some feelings of abandonment thankfully I know how to work through those feelings of abandonment um nowadays, <laughs> so hopefully like I don't like feel the feels too hard for my therapist specifically but I don't know I'm just this is just I guess another chapter that I'm very thankful for in my life. Um what else did I write down? There's nothing else I guess going on in my life. I'm just big chilling, y'all. Um oh, I got invited to a birthday party for uh, someone's birthday that I really really love, like one of the people in Austin that I have not seen before. Or I have not seen since I've been back home. Um, she's having a birthday party. And nigga, I don't know what y'all high tech ass people are doing these days. Because I be staying my ass at home. Like literally, I get my information through the grapevine. I never know when things are going on or anything like that. But there's this app. Or there's this online portal called Event or something. So she, she invited me. She sent me the invite on this little thing. And nigga, when you go and do the RSVP, like respond to the RSVP, hunt me you can see like all the people that were invited and you can see all the people that accepted and like how many pluses they're bringing like (sighs) the stress the agony like (laughs) like i really (laughs) like honestly like that was such a period it was like a 10 minute period of just anxiety like my nigga like i don't like being around people i don't like seeing people i i'm not interested but i will be at this girl's birthday party so and by this girl um i'm not gonna mention her name because like we haven't discussed me mentioning her name on the podcast at all but i I will definitely be at her lovely birthday party hanging out with jordan who was on the podcast last week if you haven't listened to episode 14 go listen to motherfucking episode 14 (laughs) um and i'm gonna just be hanging out with her and hanging out with the person who party it is like her parents and her siblings like Because what is, I'm old. I I don't have this spirit to go and mingle and hang out in places with people that I'm not with every day. Like that just doesn't turn me on. It doesn't attract me. But I mean, dressing up and looking really fancy is kind of fun. So I guess that'll be it. But anyways, to recap last week's episode, um, I guess I'm done talking about my specific life. (coughs) Sorry. But yeah, to recap last week's episode that was entitled Chef Cooking for Me featuring Jordan. So if you don't know the, oh, also I would like to mention before I say that her name is Jordan Winstead-Hayes. She's a married lady. I completely forgot that because I forgot that. I'm old as fuck and everybody around me is married (laughs) and they be getting hyphenated names and they be changing their names. Like my nigga, I only know you by what I know you by in my brain. No, I'm just kidding. Like shout out to Ricky. Shout out to her husband. He is, I'm like really obsessed with him. Like I'm so happy that they are just like married and they're just really cute. And uh, anyways, yeah, her name is Jordan Winston Hayes and that is who this, Did I say Haynes at first? It's Hayes, H-A-Y-E-S Child, oh my gosh, are we cutting this out? We probably ain't cutting this out, but anyways um, Jordan and I had a conversation about skincare about hoodoo, about herbalism, about sexuality about being mothers about sexuality Did I say sexuality? I did say sexuality, but y'all clearly see where my brain is at Like, My goodness Um, No, but yeah, we had a really good conversation about all those things. Oh, the title. So, the title of that episode, if you do not know, in the My Chick Bad song by Ludacris featuring Nicki Minaj, she has a line that's like, chef cooking for me. Stay my shoe game crazy, the mental asylum looking for me. You feel me? So, and there was like this moment in... um damn, was this my 18th birthday? Like, I don't know why this makes me feel like it was my 18th birthday, but it was some point in time where Jordan and I were getting ready to go out and be little hood rat, little thoughts. Ew, I don't even say thoughts, little hoes out here. (laughs) But we were like getting ready or something. I I feel like that song came on and I said that very... Or like, I feel like it was playing in my head and I just said, chef cooking for me. But (laughs) I have no clue, but like we kind of... Or I have no clue about that specific memory. I'm really hoping that Jordan jogs that memory completely back to me. But we've kind of always just said chef cooking for me and it's given us like these all we, we just love each other type feeling you know so that is why the episode was called that I think we did also say chef cooking for me in the episode somewhere in there but waves. yeah we talked about all those things like I said if you have not listened to that episode I suggest you go listen to that episode because Jordan is a licensed esthetician and she is also a hoodoo priestess and she is just an all-around badass bitch and she really gave a lot of informative informative skincare tips and like life tips and just stories of her life and it was just uh, so good I cannot wait to squeeze her again at some point but anyways let's move on to the things that I have been ingesting this week past y'all. All right, so uh, y'all know it goes without saying But when I say the things that I am currently ingesting I mean all the many ways that I can possibly ingest things Whether that be um, mentally, physically, spiritually The things that I'm eating, the things that I'm listening to And all that good shit But to jump right into the things that I am currently ingesting um, Just to start with food and drink. So y'all, I told y'all last week Hold on, let me make sure my mic let me make sure my mic is turned up girl okay so it is so i told y'all last week that i was gonna do the i am surviving vegan three-day detox right (laughs) so i tried and i definitely made it through two full days of the detox however by the end of day two i had just started feeling like very low energy i wasn't feeling great um i did follow the detox like to a t honestly like i literally followed that thing to a t but my body it just wasn't ready and it just further made me believe well i won't even say wasn't ready like my body just didn't need detoxing and that just um further leads me to believe that detoxing like extreme detoxing aka um, going without food, eating just liquids for a period of time. Like all of that should only be done in very extreme circumstances. And when spirit specifically tells you to do it, Um, like when it's in like this prayerful, like fasting type way. But like, y'all, our bodies are made to detox. Like our body was literally designed to um heal itself and it is constantly healing and repairing ourselves so when we put our bodies through more stress than it needs like that's just not a great thing and maybe i'll have like a full episode on detoxing specifically like this is not to bash the detoxing community or even the people that swear by doing detoxes because i do feel like it is very necessary to cleanse your system um Through eating and drinking natural fruits and vegetables and ting. However, y'all, I'm not out here eating McDonald's. Like it will be completely different. Like if I was out here, um, like a complete omnivore, but really just eating very badly and unhealthily. Like my nigga, I read all labels. I don't even eat high high fructose corn syrup. Like so, my body when I was going through this detox, it was like nigga. What are you doing, fam? Like literally just cut out the things that my body doesn't need. So I completely cut out dairy. I have not had any cheese or I haven't even like had a craving for cheese really in these couple or in this last week um and caffeine i did have a little bit of chai today but other than that oh and i did have like a yerba the other day that made me feel completely disgusting and jittery but other than that i have not like been waking up craving caffeine i've actually been waking up and working out honey and if you know you know like i'm kind of inconsistent when it comes out comes to working out only because my brain gets very bored like i really high key need a trainer but um yeah, y'all, I've been working out like every single morning or I'm not going to say every single morning, but I have been working out every single day. Um this pa- yesterday morning I actually did, was able to wake up before the time that I go to work, which is at 6:30 a.m., but I was able to wake up and literally get my entire workout done before then and then I was able to clean my body and then go into work like with just feeling fresh and feeling renewed and feeling like I got something accomplished. So I was very proud of myself for that, but yeah to talk about the food y'all the grapefruit dot di- or the grapefruit detox did not work um i still got a couple of grapefruits that i don't even want to look at in my house right now but i'm assuming they will get eaten or juiced at some point however i just needed the food i needed to be eating more whole foods like i've been snacking a lot i've been eating a lot of fucking bullshit and obviously it's plant-based bullshit but still bullshit nonetheless so i've just been like very mindful about the things that i'm putting into my body i'm being mindful about just the way I'm treating my body and also the way I'm treating myself like nigga no one that has mental health problems should do something super extreme to their body and like I said cause stress to their body that is not necessary and even though like I told y'all before I am phasing out of therapy like my nigga, I, I don't need no extra stress that's unnecessary. Like, I know what my body needs. Um, I preach intuitive eating all the time. So, for me to do something that drastic was very off brand, honey. And my body had no problem in telling me that it was very off brand. But moving right along, um, oh. So I did break this juice fast situation um, with a taco salad, a big-ass taco salad. And it was just so good. And taco salad, honestly, is one of my favorite foods because I just love me some massage kale and all the things that I put in my taco salad, I feel like it's very superior. Um, I've been eating a lot of smoothies. And something that this detox did do for me positively was be really... Well, was rather to help me be very mindful of food combinations. So I've been having, I usually would do smoothies, you know, with fruits and vegetables. But I realized that that could be something that is causing my digestion. My digestion to be a little bit off and not the best that it could have been, which could have been causing the constipation that I talked about, that even prompted the detox and all those digestive issues that I felt that my body was going through. So um, I've been very mindful of food combinations. And I've been doing a lot of research and learning a lot about food combining. And y'all, so I've been doing a very good job at using. No milk in my smoothies, and of course, plant-based milk, but no milk in my smoothies. I've only had coconut, um, like some coconut probiotic yogurt unsweet in there, um, coconut, and really just a tiny bit, and I only use that for probiotics, but the base of my smoothies has been coconut water, and that has been really good, and I have been having really good fruit smoothies throughout the day, and that has made me very happy. Um... What else? Um, Oh, I've been eating a lot of oatmeal, y'all. So oatmeal is one of those OG foods that no matter how long you go without it, like the moment that you have, and this is for people that like oatmeal, but the moment that you have it, it is just so motherfucking good. And I just love making me some oats. I love like hot oats with like cold almond milk on top with like fruits and nuts. And it is just mm, so good, so filling. And that has really been like... Helping me through my mornings, honestly, just knowing that I am putting very, very good things into my body. I actually have my oatmeal prepped for tomorrow morning, so all I have to do is literally like pour hot milk and put the fruit in there, which is already on the side in my little bento box, um, lunch container situation. But anyways, moving right along from food, honey, um, um, and drinks. I mean, honestly, I haven't been drinking nothing too out of the ordinary. Like I said, the smoothies that I've been having. I am currently drinking Topo Chico. Ooh, I'm going to, I'm going to drink a little bit of Topo Chico. Give y'all some ASMR action. See, it's not giving the sound that I want like, how y'all do ASMR? Somebody t- teach me how to do ASMR. <laughs> but anyways, um so yeah as far as like drinks nothing very out of the ordinary i've been i've cut down so much on caffeine i don't even feel like i want it or crave it or need it like i said i did have chai but that's it, I, I felt really i felt really good knowing that um I, my body doesn't fit that i am not dependent on caffeine that it was literally all psychological and it was literally a matter of routine and addiction um and to feel that i'm kind of like getting on the other side of that like that definitely feels good y'all know on this podcast like there was a point in time that I was like y'all I'm not even gonna talk about caffeine at all because this is triggering me because I'm over here like still struggling with it but I can finally say that Y'all, I feel like I'm getting on the other side of this caffeine addiction and it does feel good. But as far as supplements goes, honey. So um, a part of that detox was for me to have activated charcoal in the mornings. And I've really liked that. Um, if you don't know, charcoal like absorbs toxins from your body. Um, so I have really just kind of stuck with that after the detox Um just kind of looking forward to seeing like how that kind of works long term in my body oh I did have some maca root today honey and what other stuff oh cascara sagrada which is also um it's, it's an herb and it's a natural like diuretic i believe or laxative rather um and it was a part of that detox as well so i've been taking those before bed still um so i will say like i i'm very glad that the detox kind of just really opened my eyes to just being more mindful like really being more mindful about what i'm putting into my body because i have Over the last year, this COVID year, like I've become a super lazy vegan and I've become some person who's literally like, oh, give me the Oreos, give me the motherfucking chips, like, and it's gotten out of hand, like, and my body is like, I can literally feel it. And um, this past week, I can really feel the difference of what my body feels like when I'm really putting things into it that it wants. So moving right along from food and supplements and physically eating and ingesting things and onto media y'all. So, um, I have been watching a lot of living single. I don't remember if I mentioned this on the last podcast episode, but yeah, I've been binging living single on Hulu. I love that. I've also been watching like hella old movies, like how Stella got her groove back. Um, Eve's Bayou even, um, Dang, what's the other movie I watched the other... Deliver Us From Eva, Waiting to Exhale. I've been just like on my black movie, black sitcom kind of kick. Um, I've also been watching Black Jesus, which is that Aaron Magruder like show. I don't know like where it aired originally, but it is on Hulu and Slink Johnson is like the main person and he plays this hood as jesus and it is i really like that show that shit is fucking hilarious to me um especially if you ingest in cannabis in any way um specifically thc and you want something to laugh at like black jesus like it's perfectly corny but perfectly like just black and funny and good and quirky and amagruder is just a cool ass nigga and i really just want to see what he does with boondocks i know that he says that it is coming in 2022 i believe is what the boondocks ig says but i i just really want boondocks but speaking of boondocks i tweeted this the other day because i was just really thinking about the booty warrior (laughs) but y'all i really love season three of the boondocks like that is like literally Oh, hermana is texting me. And some random nigga that probably says Grand Rising King or Grand Rising Queen. Um, just follow me. No, nah, I won't I won't stereotype the mans like that, but let me see. Who this is. I don't know who this person is. So they ain't getting a follow back. I don't know these people. Okay. (laughs) But anyways, um, damn, what was I saying? Black Jesus, Gruder, Boondocks season three. That's what I was talking about. So, (laughs) so yeah, Boondocks season three. It just has so many good episodes. The Booty Warrior is my all time motherfucking favorite Boondocks episode. That shit is so great. Um, what other ones does it have? Uh, Thugnificent, like, oh, y'all so many good freaking episodes of season three of the boondocks um if y'all know where i can watch that at i think you can watch on hbo or showtime one of them things i don't know but i'm gonna figure it out and find a subscription because i'm really craving the boondocks um what made me think of that though is this really annoying internet crush that i may or may not have been having lately but <laughs> something made me think of like the whole like I like you and I want you or like I want you and I like you and we can do this the easy way or we can do this the hard way the booty warrior. Y'all how am I always talking about the motherfucking booty warrior? Wasn't the first episode of this podcast having something to do with the booty war lord help me. (laughs) Like day nine hundred and thirty eight of unintentional celibacy. Like (laughs) please get my life together, y'all. Um but anyways moving right along in media I what else? Um. Yeah, I've been kind of like in my true crime bag. Um, picking the brains of the criminals as per usual. A lot of YouTube as per usual. Um, oh, so as far as the meat, Or I'm already talking about media. But like the main media thing that I did want to talk about is the BET Awards. So I did not watch the BET Awards like all the way through live when it's happening. Y'all know I don't got cable. Like that just did not happen for me. But oh, and... No, what was I doing? I don't know. I was doing something that led me to not even be able to see real time, like what was going on at the BZ Awards. But I did watch it like Monday and today. And today's Tuesday, by the way. Um, but I did watch and I was able to see like all the performances. I was able to see a few little pieces and like little monologues from Taraji. <laughs> um, And I will say... Like, the BC Wars don't got shit on what it had in the early 2000s. But I will say, like, some of the performances were really good. Um, I just wanted to mention Chloe Bailey. Because Chloe Bailey, little sis, she is giving it to the girls. Like, she is beautiful and fucking stunning and so well-spoken speak- and so talented and just dope as hell. Shout out to her. I really liked her red carpet dress. I know a lot of people did not like that look. But I personally really liked that look. I thought she looked bad as fuck. First of all, and I just love the fact that she still has her locks, her and Hallie. I just... I really stand those girls but speaking of them yes like everyone was saying they were definitely robbed um I definitely feel like it's some kind of leave the door open silk sonic Bruno Mars conspiracy going on because although Anderson Pack is hella talented and he deserves all his motherfucking flowers these niggas got one song they have not released the album Chloe and Halley's ungodly hour is still in rotation for me so they childish as hell for not um having them win best group and then I was also listening to the read today and I saw that most of the niggas that were even nominated for that best group are not even real official groups like my nigga Slime and B are you fucking kidding me like (sighs)
1: so
0: that just made me mad a little bit but Chloe Bailey like that's it that's the tweet <laughs> also about the BET Awards y'all know I have to mention my boy Tyler shout out to all the kids whose parents were like hell no y'all can't listen to no Tyler because he atheist y'all ain't ever listened to this to, to none of that devil worshiping shit in my house like shout out to all the kids that had that experience goddamn shout out to all the kids who had to stay up late on YouTube just to watch them Tyler the Creator shout out to Yonkers shout out to the good old tyler the og tyler fans who are black who i don't know who were really moved by the fact that these niggas at bet finally decided to have him on um i do feel like it's definitely because he got that grammy and i believe he won it for igor but y'all we finna talk about tyler the creator and music um a little bit more though <laughs> about these here bet awards i really really like the queen latifah tribute um the way that she like looked so surprised and overwhelmed when Lil' Kim came out on stage singing and I T-Y dog. Like I immediately like broke down into tears. Like the shit was very like beautiful and sentimental and i just love seeing people like do things um the city girls performance was trash um the little baby and kirk franklin that was fucking hilarious i have ran that back so many times i sent a clip of that to my little brother like my nigga that shit was hilarious little baby was so awkward up there um what else her mm, cool um, I think I mentioned this last week, but her is she's coming but kind of she's becoming kind of like monotone to me, and I hate that because vocally she is an amazing vocalist like I kind of compare her to like a Jasmine Sullivan like <laughs> obviously, nobody is vocally anywhere that Jasmine Sullivan is. however, um, I feel like her is like the younger version of um of jasmine sullivan just the way that she plays with her voice the way she really uses her um voice as her instrument but i don't know there it wasn't really her performance wasn't really memorable honestly i don't remember too much about the BET awards um the dmx tribute was really cool um method man still fine as ever (laughs) um and yeah i guess we can move right along to music because technically we were just talking about music but um The first thing I want to mention is Tyler, the motherfucking creator, um, call me if you get lost. That album has been on repeat since it dropped. I love the album so much and I am an OG Tyler fan, as I was just saying. So honestly, anything that he does, like he can do no wrong in my book. Like honestly, Tyler Creator is extremely creative. He is extremely musically talented. Um, all of his music is sonically dope as hell, um... So I just love seeing him win regardless. I think um, this album is going to get a lot of recognition. Um, My favorite songs, of course, What's Your Name, with the track with NBA Youngboy. I was not expecting to love that song so much, but that shit goes crazy. Like, I love that song. Um, I also love Run It Up. but honestly, that Tyler album, like, I, I love Lumberjack. Like, that whole album, I could listen to front to back. And before I ramble too long, that's really all I'm going to say about that. Because, like, honestly, ugh, just so, so good. Um, I did want to mention here on this music that, for whatever reason, this nigga Justin Bieber released another Peaches remix. So, I don't know if I mentioned this, but he did release a remix with, like, um, Ludacris, Usher... I'm thinking, you know, people like that. But then he released like um, maybe an Caribbean inspired with some Caribbean artists. Don't quote me on that because I really don't know. And I'm not about to pull up my phone to see it at all. But yeah, Justin Bieber did that. He's really trying. I don't know. Like I'm not, even though the ludicrous, and Usher little version of Peaches was good. Like, I really hope he doesn't continue the remixes with Peaches because Peaches was a very good song. It was a fire-ass song to begin with, so yeah, I, I don't want it to become, like, too oversaturated. Not that, like, even though anything that Justin Bieber does publicly is going to be oversaturated, like, I don't want this, like, I like this song. Damn, Justin, first the fucking white locks, white dreads, rather, then this, bo- like, Justin, just be married to Haley and make music. Go get in the studio with Usher or something. God damn, figure your life out. <laughs> nah, um. Oh, I also wanted to mention Olivia Rodrigo, who is the the girl that sings Driver's License, which I love, teenage me, fucking loves Driver's License so motherfucking much, but she was she actually did a Hot Ones interview, and I guess it was to promo her album, but I'm not sure if this album is just coming out, because I know that that Driver's License song has been out for a minute, but I was able to listen to a little bit of her album, um, and I guess I do have Spotify right in front of me, so let me look for the song... Okay, so her album is called Sour. Um, it's a song, damn, that I. Re- oh, Happier. That song, Happier, that shit goes off. But honestly, like a lot of these songs are like really good. Um, Homegirl is very talented. She's young as hell. She's like 18 years old and she definitely makes songs for 18 year olds. But I. I definitely admire her songwriting ability and like i said it's always the interviews it's always youtube that pulls me into these artists and make me very interested in what they have to say so y'all know i'm i'm always that person to uh, do my research honey um oh Mick jenkins i've been listening to old Mick jenkins but he also did release a song called why can't i think of what it called what it's called i just listened to it earlier we was off the drugs, we was off the drink, we was off the vibes. It's not that song, it's the old song. But Truffles is what his new song is called. So I've been banging that. Um, I'm always supporting Mick Jenkins. He's one of my all-time mother favorite MCs. Like, literally so underrated. Um. Oh, Big Sean. Y'all, he released like a deluxe 10-year anniversary version, remastered version of Finally Famous. And why this entire cancer season? How is it that... um. Well, I guess cancer season is just kind of starting, but why is my first cry of cancer season while listening back to Finally Famous? Like, what a crazy time in my life. And I think I tweeted that um, it got me through my first year away from home, but no, it was actually my second year away from home in 2011 when Finally Famous happened. And it was like during the time that I was like dating my child's dad, and it was just a really hard and crazy time um before my child was even thought of or heard of like that was just a soundtrack to a very pivotal time of my life so shout out to big sean for for the forever mantras for the forever forever everything like honestly another underdog in the game for real um i just uh i love me some sean what else oh so the last thing in music y'all and really the last thing in this things that I'm currently ingesting segment that I want to mention is this Bow Wow, Bow wow versus Soulja Boy versus, which I, I watched twice, right? So the first, when it aired live, I was actually driving back from Waco, um, from dropping off my kid, from meeting his dad there. And um, so I had to watch it, well, not even really watch it, listen to it, like, while I was in the car driving. So I ended up watching it again yesterday with my brother and, like, my nigga, that shit is was so hilarious and it's crazy because like soldier boy we i loved soldier boy he was such a big part of my life especially that myspace era like deandre way i had a huge crush on soldier boy just the way he talked y'all know i love me some country ass atlanta accents and just all that shit. so soldier boy that nigga was funny as hell however i don't think he was prepared to really like be demolished by bow wow like that nigga really was that nigga as a child like shad moss is honestly a child prodigy and although he's very corny and his neck is all fat now not to body shame and he's just like very annoying on the internet now like you cannot deny what that man has done for music so little peewee salute to you dog (laughs) because i and also i feel like this was like the Only the first and only verses that was actually a verses. you know I feel like Gucci Mane tried to take it there a little bit like with his um like with his little antics when he had the verses with Jeezy however Soulja Boy and Bow Wow actually felt like they were competing and that shit was interesting because like Bow Wow like my nigga he doesn't have to compete like he was literally on doggy style like that is that says enough you know so Shout out to Bow Wow and Soulja Boy. That shit had me rolling. I honestly may watch that one more time because them niggas were so freaking funny. Oh, something else in music that I wanted to mention. Y'all, um... That there was, like, this little after show thing at the BET Awards um, with DJ Cassidy where he had, like, all these, like, 2000 summer songs. And let me tell you, when when I say all of them looked good, Tamia looked good. Sunshine Anderson looked motherfucking good. They all looked amazing. Ashanti always looks good. Y'all already know Ashanti is a little bitty. But literally, Sean Paul looked great. Beanie Man, like all these niggas looked fucking phenomenal and for them to really come together and do that like for the millennials (laughs) i just felt so seen i felt so seen and i felt so heard and i wonder if they have a spotify playlist because i'm trying to listen to that all day but that being said i guess that brings us to the end of these things that i am currently ingesting um let's get into the topic of the week y'all all right guys so today or this week's topic of the week is um and again i don't even have a topic of the week
1: because i have
0: the pleasure or we have the pleasure of sharing this podcast mic with one of my nearest and dearest friends like literally like my oldest friend like aside from like brianna but even still like we all met kind of at the same exact time Mm -hmm. but like y'all chelsea the owner of Dirty South Bowl, the nicest human that I know who's a little bit too nice, and (laughs) all those things. So Chelsea,
1: can you like introduce yourself to the people? Hello guys. So I'm Chelsea, an Austin native, African American Austin native. period very important um, to note. Yes, uh, Adriana has supported me a lot throughout my Vent- business venture with Dirty South Bowl, so I have to definitely give her credit. She will definitely be on my speech when I open a restaurant. <laughs> a part of my... Aww. Yeah, so You're I started so this food cute. business and um I'm still... I feel like I'm still starting it. You know, you never know everything. You still... It's always a learning process with everything, so... Just never started. yeah exactly so how exactly
0: did dirty south bowl i don't think we like explain that but dirty south bowl is what what do you
1: call it like a catering company so it is currently a catering company we occasionally do uh pop-ups plate bowl sales whatever you want to call it and um we are looking to expand to a restaurant eventually
0: Okay, ultimate goals. So, I know you talked a little bit about how you feel like you were just still getting started, which, I mean, I guess, like, technically, it's kind of a new business, but you really been cooking, like, for as long as I've known you, at least, <laughs> like, and I'm pretty sure years before that, so tell us a little bit about how Dirty Shop Bowl got its start, like, how like how did this even come to fruition
1: so um when i was in first grade i number one my dad used to barbecue and cater for people family reunions, weddings funerals and y'all
0: chelsea daddy is so cute he's like
1: that cute old man, of...
0: man who was probably fine back in the day and now he's just somebody old daddy yeah he's so funny
1: that's <laughs> so pretty much he was like you know country and Body. <laughs> <laughs> and cute during the time that he was into athlete, athletics and all that stuff, track football, basketball. So, <laughs> well, you know, you know how that goes. Exactly. But, um, so, yeah, it's the pretty much started, you know, at home. Like, I come from a very long line of cooks my dad, my mom, my grandmother, my great aunt Faye, um, just a long line mm-hmm. of cooks. My aunt Shirley. I can go on and on. And I've cooked personally with each of these people. Um, so, yeah, like, it, it's, it's you know, it's been a long time. I Like I said, since first grade, I started out doing catering with my dad when he would do his gigs. Um, and when he would sell plates, he used to sell barbecue plates. A lot of people know him from Northeast Austin, East Austin, because he used to be, like, the only black man that was driving around, pulling a barbecue pit, hollering at people selling plates at the club at two and three in the morning so before food trucks was really even a big thing you know that was his thing he was riding around selling food so yeah that's it, it was it's been a long time guys i'm i'm definitely an old head in the food industry i guess you can say exactly um and please tell
0: them because there's so many people trying to get into the food industry trying to get into like the independent like plate selling business and um fam I be seeing you alls food I know Chelsea can't necessarily say that because she's in the food industry and I guess she has to try to keep a good rapport with other people in the industry but um dog I be seeing y'all's plates and I be seeing y'all's recipes and Y'all really look foolish. A lot of people look foolish out here. And that's just all I'm going to say about that. So, when it comes to, like, you, though, like, owning your own business, like, where did Dirty South Bowl come from?
1: So, um, after, like, I started doing, like, dessert tables and cooking food for people's weddings and stuff, everybody kept telling me, like, you legit need to start a business. And so when, I don't know, it was uh, me and my god best friend, Gerald, like, we were talking on the phone, like, he just called me one day, he acted like it was so urgent that he spoke to me, and I'm thinking, you know, something big was gonna happen, but his idea was us to start a food business together, and he was saying, I'll be looking at some of your food and stuff, and he was like, man, it looks so much better than some of these people out here in New York, and da-da-da-da-da, you know, and so he gassing me up, and I'm like, ah, yeah, sounds great, you know, so then he gets uh-huh. his cousin on the phone, and he his cousin is amping me up and telling me how, you know, big the food industry is right now, and how people pay anything for food, and this and that, so that's Gerald's thing, he's definitely a great hype man, like he can hype <laughs> a person up to do anything, so... He's, like, throwing these ideas at me super fast. And I'm thinking, like, did this man just hit the lottery or something? Like, why does he feel so (laughs) confident about this? But he was so interested in me launching for South by Southwest for 2020. And so he hyped me up. And I thought his ideas were great. You know, I thought his ideas were pretty. And I started feeding off, piggybacking off of what he was telling me. And um, We first came up with a name so bold. We was like, well, you know, we was thinking of something simple. What's a simple idea? What do people love? What do they like to do? People love to mix their foods. People love, you know, things like mac and cheese and fried chicken and dirty rice together, you know, so why not make it into a type of bowl? So then we just start throwing these ideas around and Daryl's a
0: whole
1: genius. Yes, he is. He is. (laughs) He he definitely is. So he got me going on these ideas. We he we he was drawing a logo as we we're talking. We start looking up these businesses and one business in Minnesota, Minneapolis, sorry. Um, he they they had already had the bo- name so bold, same idea. Even some of our names that we came up with of the bowls, they had them already. Even the drinks, same okay. thing. Yeah, it was uh-huh. crazy. And we thought it was so funny and so ironic, but that's pretty much how dirty South Boat came about and we were planning and so um, set on launching During South by Southwest then unfortunately COVID hit and we were still just you know determined to keep it going even with the pandemic <laughs> going on which was whew oh my god terribly hard terribly
0: difficult no yeah I can under like definitely understand that so but you ended up having like Plates
1: for sale still, right on South by. We South Park, whenever that time happened. Yes, yeah, so even though they showed, the the venue owner even canceled <laughs> our venue, we paid money and everything. We didn't get our money back until three months later. Um, uh-huh. so the 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 venue ended up closing down on us. South by Southwest was canceled, and we still had a plate sale out of my apartment. <laughs> Man, yes. let me tell you we had to shop for food for two weeks straight every single day literally there was not a morning we didn't get up at five in the morning to be at the store at six to stand in a very long line waiting an hour to get into the stores just to find out that there was no more chicken there was no more sausage there was no more eggs or milk or you know stuff that we needed so Talk about driving all over Austin, going to seven plus HEBs, going to multiple Sam's clubs and restaurants, going to the restaurant depot every day just to be told, oh, our shipment is delayed because of the pandemic. So it was definitely insane. I still don't know how we were able to do it. Man, but God, like, this is literally your destiny. Like, when I think about like Chelsea, I literally
0: think about like food being up as kids at, two three four o'clock in the morning making full meals doing homework supposedly on school night just a hot mess but like all surrounding like food and it's just uh, it's so it's so interesting because um not too many other people beside me that are I guess in my quote unquote circle, which I don't like to say, because really all the people that I fuck with that are not my blood relatives, I consider family. But like, no one else like has this food thing like, but you. Like, I grew up like watching the Food Network. I grew up like literally wanted to be in the kitchen with everybody in their mama, getting yes. designated to make certain dishes for whatever events like was going on. Um, and I don't know, I developed this. I think I talked about this on the podcast I developed like this I don't know just extreme interest in just the science of food and cooking and y'all know that I do eat a plant-based diet however most of the food accounts that I follow most of the food shows I follow are all like omnivore people because like dog I love like food being cooked and prepared and served and I just think it's beautiful so I just I think it's so interesting that like you are the person that like I share that like love for food and with but just to kind of switch gears a little bit right um just a tiny bit because we still about to talk about business but Chelsea. Has a nine to five. Chelsea is a whole salary employee out here climbing this cute little corporate ladder, um, getting free job training and education and ting, um, while juggling this very successful business that she has. Um, and granted, like we just talked about, how Dirty South Bowl like really kind of started as an established business last year during the pandemic and Chelsea she maybe maybe possibly modest about this but like Chelsea can literally quit her job like right now tomorrow and like be able to sustain <laughs> her life with 30 both and dog that's saying that a lot because like I said I didn't see y'all's plates I didn't see y'all's food I didn't see y'all trying um and this girl literally did a lot in a whole year but what has been the hardest part about juggling your corporate job and Dirty South Bowl, your business?
1: I would say timing. Because uh, what I do with my 9 to 5 requires me to have things done in a certain time and trying to uh, keep up because my job also presses up for uh, career progression. Mm-hmm. And so I haven't been able really to complete things on, on as far as the education part goes to be able to um, move up. Um, but because like my energy, you know, outside of work goes to my business, you know, mm-hmm. So, um, I would say that's the hardest part is timing, because even with my business, things have to be done at a certain time, you know, just like food can be left out for, you know, a certain amount of time. Then you have Uh deliveries that have to be delivered at a certain time. So I feel like I struggle with, you know, uh, trying to keep up with everything as far as um, timing goes with my job. But yeah, it's definitely coming where I will be putting in my two weeks notice because um, I I at least, I feel like I would enjoy uh, cooking a lot more if it was my... um, priority job you know not having to split my time in between the two
0: yeah exactly so um I mean we've talked about this a little bit but just for Mm -hmm. the people as much as you want to share what has been kind of like your apprehension to leaving just because a lot of people a lot of entrepreneurs especially Chelsea you are a single woman you don't got no kids like you don't you have I admire the sense of responsibility that
1: you have
0: that I would only have if, or that I only have because I had a child and was kind of forced up to grow in that way. But like Chelsea is like dogs, like a literal mom, like she is very responsible <laughs> and very organized. And so that being said, like, why didn't you just take that leap? Like <laughs> after the first, cause you know, people will get their first like little entrepreneurial check and. Be like, I'm done with yeah. whatever job
1: I'm working. So, what what may do not do that. Um, I guess because it was really has a lot to do with how I was raised. Um, my mom has always been like she's not a risk taker, and so you know, let's just be honest. Anybody, any business owner, any business owner knows that you know owning having a business is taking a risk. You know, uh-huh. and um, I, I just you know feel like. I've just been working a nine to five so long because it was the safe thing to do. And I've become so established at my job. It's kind of hard to just cut the cord, you know, because I feel like it's my safe place. I may, I guess I've gotten just too comfortable with uh, what I make and, 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 you know, the, the, the nature of the job, you know, clocking in, we kind of just become so attached to that because it's easier opposed to a business you know you are the job you are everything in that job I'm not accounting accounting my job you know but in my business I'm <laughs> an accountant you know yeah so um it's just taking a risk is what's scary for me
0: yeah dang Chelsea that's so interesting that you said it and in those you are very well spoken oh my goodness so oh, just man. like in those words because like the generation that your mom worked in um her mother and my mother they are pretty much the same in age your mom may be like a couple years older but Mm -hmm. they are both in the silent generation honey y'all know we've had conversations about they complacent asses not to Mm -hmm. even discredit them because they you know they did what they had to do they took yeah whatever step they had they were fed to them that they were supposed to take um and then kind of got trapped in this life of working um but not even trapped because I mean the working class is very real and is very necessary um however it's like they their perception of like um I guess looking outside of that being employed box is very scary for them. And it's like not even a thought to even do because it's comfortable, like you said, to work and to have a paycheck and to have insurance, right? And right you yeah. not have to yeah, not have to not have to keep the business, I guess, afloat. But like with your own job, like it's literally like your that is literally, like, your duty to keep afloat. I mean, if you choose that, because, I mean, you can always choose not to do that. And, of course, that would mean that your business flops. So, sheesh, that's very, very, very interesting. So, what is the most, or what's the biggest lesson you think you've learned by being a self-made entrepreneur? Because, I mean, as far as I know, I guess I don't know this, like, did, did you have, like, any, like, investors, like, besides, like,
1: Gerald or anything like that um, for Dirty South Bone? I... Well, other than my mom, she was, you know, wanting to invest, but oh, of, course of course, you know how she is. She has to play it safe, so... Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's, like, <laughs> wanting me, wanting to make sure that I'm free, but she's pretty confident that I, I'll succeed at, you know, after yeah. a year and a half of working, busting my tail on it, so, but... Other uh, invested investments. Um, I have some, some a couple people from Dallas I'm meeting with next uh-huh. month um, about investing. Like these are people who have actual restaurants and bars from uh-huh. Dallas that are looking to invest in me a restaurant. So um, uh-huh. I'm going to see what their you know what their thoughts are. I'm currently yeah. in a, a process of writing up a business plan um, because uh-huh. I don't want to feel like you know, I'm still working for someone. That's the whole point. Exactly. You know, here, I don't want to work for someone. And that's why I have to be really careful with how I work with investors because, you know, they, they can sit at home and still make money off your business, you know, and I don't Mm -hmm. want to be busting my tail just to pay somebody else. So, yeah, exactly. I would say even with thinking about that, um, The biggest lesson I've learned from this all is patience and um, doing what you can control. So I can control, you know, how much work I put into this business. I can control the creativeness of this business. I can control, you know, how it's perceived even um, to other people. And people might not think that, you know, think that that's a thing, but it definitely is because mm-hmm. it shows whenever you how much work you or effort you put into something people know can definitely tell from the outside if something is a passion of yours or not so yeah um i would say with that patience and and dedication pretty much oh those those are two very
0: like good important things i think that probably anyone moving into like an entrepreneurial space like Mm -hmm. need to know and understand um because oh goodness why i'm over here getting notifications on the laptop y'all y'all know i have a problem closing out these dang eye messages on the computer so (laughs) one second Okay, okay, we good. Um, Yeah, I kind of lost my train of thought, but I'm going to just move on with more yes. questions and team to definitely switch gears, right? Um, Because you have a lot on your plate, like a hell of a lot on your plate, and you are juggling so much. And if I did not know you personally and know that, um, you know, you do sometimes, like, get overwhelmed or even mm-hmm. frustrated, like... From the outside looking out, looking in, like, everything looks so seamless. Everything, you look like you are juggling life in a very calm and balanced way, which is amazing, which is is definitely how it should be perceived, I guess, for anyone running their business. But that being said, because you have a lot on your plate, what role does self-care play in your life?
1: Ooh, um, it's definitely necessary. Self care definitely is necessary, and I mean, I'm talking from going to the doctor to get an annual checkup to, you know, getting a pedicure or a facial. Like it's truly important, or even having self reflection moments, sitting down to actually think about are you truly happy? Like in your current state of life, Um, you know, and where are you in your stages of life? How long have you been in that position, you know, are you complacent? Are you moving? Are you striving to make it to the next level? So I would say self-care is not just, Oh, me going to get my nails done. Like I literally find so much joy in just being able to come home, sit on my couch, no noise, no disruptions, no phone, and being able to think about my week or my day and how it made me feel, you know? And if I needed to do something different to change, how that day made me feel, then I try to implement that into my next day or next time. Like if I have a bunch of caterings or something, okay. I don't want to take on three caterings in one day. I Uh told myself that when I made it home and did my self-reflection because I didn't like how it made me feel. It definitely messed with my joy. It definitely made me not feel as passionate about my gift of cooking, So, you know, that's not what I'm going for. Because if you're doing something that makes you happy, then it should make you happy. You know, that's just what it is. And people have a misconception with money, making money and happiness. It's not about, oh, you want to be this popular shelf or this popular clothing line or this or that. So I'm going to do anything, like, even if that means me risking my health, you know, mm-hmm. at the cost of it. No, that's not real joy. So, Exactly.
0: Oh, Chelsea, I love that
1: answer. So besides,
0: like, reflecting, um, and taking time to really assess how you feel and how, um, the way you're moving about life makes you feel daily, what are some other ways that you practice self-care?
1: Um, I go get facials and pedicures, and I go buy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I go treat yeah. myself to stuff. Oh, and I love to be with my friends and family. I love to be around y'all. You know, having that time is just you know priceless. So, yeah. Oh, that's because so I can actually so tell cute. y'all I don't want to cook today, and y'all will be fine with that. <laughs> Exactly,
0: some of us because Somebody, some Chelsea of y'all most spoil of y'all. the whole world, <laughs> right? So goodness, what? if you are one of these spoiled people that feels like Chelsea is supposed to cook for you on the drop of the dime, whenever, like, right? Just, just let me tell y'all that that ain't happening. Y'all need to chill. Stop being weird.
1: Right. But, because
0: yeah. literally, oh my. Okay, so let me ask you this, and obviously, you don't have to say too much. But what has been the most outlandish request that you've gotten from someone in your life when it comes to like food and catering? It's <laughs> <laughs> the devious laugh for me.
1: Ooh. <laughs>
0: oh no <laughs> not you thinking of different things oh, right
1: no. no it's like so many things going through my head right now um I would have to say like um, look where somebody completely like overstepped
0: their boundaries and really had whoo,
1: to, like, up. I would say you know somebody wanting me to cater an entire wedding with when I say top shelf everything we're talking alcohol steaks Seafood for that's a wagyu. Oh, uh, an not entire yes, I'm not king crab, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, for a very small budget and for a group of people, we're talking about an actual wedding here mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for so like 50 under, people, 100 people for under $800 for 50 people. Oh, um, oh yay, I've, and actually, that has been. That's like the highlight of my business is trying to please um Remy Martin, uh, Remy Martin, what? taste, taste <laughs> with what NJ budget with a uh, Budweiser budget. Uh, uh-huh. which is you know, I try to find help these people find a happy medium because the truth is they don't know no better they just be they see a nice menu they see all this delicious food and they get crazy you know but they're not realistic <laughs> so i kind of help bring yeah. them back down to earth which is hard you know to bring mm-hmm. them down but hey they they if i've had good success sometimes it comes at my own cost which is i'm still learning that you know i got to i got to chill out with that too so you know you know adrian <laughs> I know, yeah, I know. Interesting,
0: <laughs> but I do love that you say that because I think a lot of times people love just not even love, but they They're just not realistic. And just, yeah, and it's an afterthought to like n- to like respect business owners, like especially yeah. when you're black, especially when you're yeah. a woman. It's like you are expected that you are expected to give everybody free stuff. You are expected to Mm -hmm. let everybody around you, you are expected to, you are expected to basically like let your personal relationships bleed over into your business in that, like, (laughs) those people don't matter when it comes to business. Like, they get whatever they want because they know you.
1: (sighs) The struggle, struggle, man. Yep. People pay when they want to pay. You know, but they, if oh, you better be on time with the food and the food better be fresh and you better have everything that they ask for and some. And
0: some, exactly. No room for error when it comes to the food, but they can do yeah, whatever they to want. So the work. You that's what,
1: I hear that. That's what a lot of business, you know, a lot of yeah. businesses, not just the food industry, anything, they want slack, you know, they want to, discounts, but oh, mm-hmm. when it comes to the service, you, there's no discount in the service. Or in the time.
0: Exactly, like uh, you get
1: no pass, no pass at all.
0: Yeah, and people just expect they want, want, want everything,
1: but yeah. they never take
0: the time to think about how you may feel, like what you got going, like yes. whether or not they are out of line for asking for X, Y, Z in the first place. Ugh, dang Chelsea, the struggle. So. Um, I do know that recently you have been like working on rewriting contracts and getting all of that situated so you have less of those problems. How is that coming along?
1: It's coming along great. I actually have a accountant and financial advisor helping me write the contract hey. and actually that's how this all came about. Um, one of my customers are an accountant and financial advisor uh-huh. and they just they came here to pick up their food and we just had a conversation and they wanted to know like, you know, about my contracts and you know, how am I calculating, how am I making profits, all that good stuff. Because they felt like I charged them too little for their food. Now that's very rare that you have a customer that tells you that you didn't, that you didn't charge them enough for their food. And They sat down because they looking like, okay. if I just got a whole lamb chop meal from you for this price, what are you charging for your other food? Like, because I'm just curious, because it doesn't sound like you're doing this right. And, you know, so happy. I didn't even know that this person was a financial advisor and Mm -hmm. they help businesses write up contracts. So um, I've been uh, sending my information over to him. And he's helping me rewrite all this stuff and also have, like, some template contracts to show me that that's going to help me, you know, write up mine. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, Chelsea, that is beautiful. What a blessing. Like, it's yes, so crazy it how you are literally put into your life yes, to serve these, absolutely. like, very specific purposes. Because,
1: yes. But yes, I absolutely. tell y'all,
0: like, it's people right now that I could literally strangle for, like, really trying Chelsea on some yeah, ish like for real and like that is not cute and especially like and it's, ooh, my, ooh. our own people <laughs> yeah that's what I'm saying our own people like I'm talking about like literally our own people that you've known since childhood or whatever yeah, like yeah. that have the nerve and the audacity and y'all Um we gonna get into this in just a second we gonna talk about the church honey a little bit But I say that because I know that Chelsea is way less of a woo-woo-ass B-word than I am, but Chelsea is definitely an Aquarius son, and y'all know, if you know, Aquarius are the damn humanitarians. These niggas want to make the world go round and please everybody and be super nice and kind and help people and Like, nah, y'all can't be doing that. Especially to Chelsea. Y'all can, like, handle whoever else y'all want like that, but, like, I'm telling y'all personally, like, it's beef forever, like, if y'all mess with this one. And a couple other ones, y'all feel me? But, that being said, since I mentioned the church, honey, I do want to talk about religion because y'all know that I'm, like, a self- um, proclaimed theologian I am very interested in religion It, I y'all know my journey growing up in the church and teens like that um, and y'all know my journey after the church and my whole spiritual relationship with God and the black church because I do find it to be very very pivotal and important in my life and y'all know I love working a bible honey but that being said Chelsea you did not necessarily grow up in the church um but you did eventually get baptized a uh, Jehovah's witness so um and the more I learn right and I've learned so much about um that sector of Christianity um, from Chelsea. Um, shout out also Charlemagne the God. I've learned a heck of a lot from him just talking about his experience in the, what is, what is Kingdom Hall is what it's called. Like yeah. you don't say the Jehovah Witness Church it's called, right, is called, no. is it collectively called the Kingdom Hall? Right. Yeah. Okay. Copy. So um, yeah, just about like his experience going through or growing up in Kingdom Hall and how, what that was like. So um, if you don't mind, Chelsea, how did you come, I guess, in your adult life, your young adult life, to um, enter the Kingdom Hall and get baptized as a grown-up? Because there's so, not, I won't say there's not many people, but yeah, it's kind of a an interesting story.
1: So, um, I was raised around Jehovah's Witnesses. Uh Um, both Jehovah's Witness and Baptist, actually, um, Uh my mom is not a baptized Jehovah's Witness, but she's always practiced, you know, uh, the same, you know, beliefs as a Jehovah's Witness. Like she's always went to a kingdom hall my entire life. Um, and my grandmother is a uh, Jehovah's Witness. So, I, that's pretty much what I've known my whole life however my dad's side of the family are all Baptist and mm. uh, so I have been to a church you know several times growing up yeah uh, and Baptist and um, non-denominational churches and uh-huh. um, at, when I got older though I personally didn't <coughs> gravitate to like uh, the more of the the Baptist, or uh-huh. Lutheran, or any other denominations of, of Christianity,
0: uh-huh.
1: um, because of, I really uh, gravitated to being a Jehovah's Witness because of the things that I was learning, uh, uh-huh. you know, growing up, my mom, she was a learner, she is a learner, she likes to read, she loves to learn new things, she's a deep thinker um and i I know right so and oh don't forget about that (laughs) don't forget (laughs) so um i personally like the fact that i was learning you know well number one straight from the bible and Mm -hmm. i just felt more comfortable at a kingdom hall than i did at a baptist church or something like Mm -hmm. i ain't gonna lie like the music was like, dang, the man couldn't talk before the choir starts singing again, you know? And I'm like, wait, I want to <laughs> know what he was going to say. Like, what is he teaching, you know? Interesting. And so, uh-huh. those kind of things really, you know, pressed upon me, and I noticed, like, they pressured the, the teenagers to, like, come forward and, I guess, do some kind of maybe confessions or something. And, like, at that age, I'm like, man, like, what do you have to confess at that age, you know? Uh-huh. But, um you know but it was not explained you know nothing was explained and then you ask questions uh-huh. and people saying oh you don't question god but it's like but wait in the uh-huh. Bible, people the closest people to god questioned him you know they asked him questions exactly. and he answered them. so it was just a lot of like teachings that didn't make sense to me and i wasn't comfortable with it because i'm like it's at school they explain everything so why can't it be explained here you know so yes. I didn't too much care for that but my cousins like their dads and stuff were preachers at churches and stuff so they, they just like hey whatever they say then that's just what we're doing so yeah exactly. so that kind of turned me off because I'm like I'm a kid like I'm here to learn right exactly man what
0: Chelsea you are actually a critical thinker because that is so interesting like that that was your fault especially like in like Baptist churches and things so I've never been to a kingdom hall ever I've never stepped foot Uh-oh, in a kingdom sorry. hall I have no clue like what the decorations look like in my brain what I see I can see like in my brain when I think of a kingdom hall please correct me because I'm positive I am wrong but I'm seeing like you know like a bluish grayish wall but like with white trim and like maybe like some futuristic like a or like a piano, but like a silver piano or something like that.
1: I don't know, like, <laughs> like the color of the Bible. Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. That you have, yes. <laughs> um, no, it's very homey looking. Like, especially the Kingdom Halls in the South. I'm not gonna lie; like they are very, um, home interior glade plug in. <laughs> <laughs> and, like so cool. it's very homey Um, people yeah. like that I've taken to the Kingdom Hall that had never been. They were like they get home vibes, like they want to go to sleep because they like y'all don't seem like out with a choir, mm-hmm. you know, and got a band or a piano here. There's no piano, by the way. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, okay. Express.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. So I have to say, right? Um, this was another one of my questions too um so y'all Chelsea don't like gospel like that like and I find that fascinating because my journey of being in the Christian church right um very similar to Chelsea um I grew up kind of with the experience of asking a lot of questions and being told that um I can't answer them questions because God is just God, like if there was nothing else. Like there was like literally no explanation. I was just told things, mm-hmm. so that really turned me off. And I'm finding in adulthood that that turns me off of people. Just yeah, somebody absolutely. is saying something, and if they can't explain to me like their perspective, um, and I'm not understanding their perspective, like there's always going to be a disconnect in my brain, right? Mm-hmm. So that being said, I always tuned out like the sermons, and I always like would either sit there like reading through the bible just randomly reading through passages or randomly highlighting or like writing you know mm-hmm. like i am a doodler i will like rewrite certain like words and scriptures you know during church but like the music gospel music even today in my age where i have not stepped a foot into a church in years i mean i was the last church I was at was a funeral, was my grandma's funeral, but other than that like I've been in a church for almost a decade now, you know, but I still like listen to gospel music like all the time. Like I love gospel vocals and I find it very interesting Chelsea that you do not. So what about gospel music wasn't your vibe? Um where, where I, used to,
1: like, that it I used to like I used to like gospel music. Um, because uh-huh. I like the sound of it uh-huh. um, but what I've learned is that uh-huh. yes while it sounds good uh-huh. um, some of the things that are being expressed in the music uh-huh. is not necessarily always true about how God feels or Jesus felt you know uh-huh. and um that's just like I wouldn't listen to a song by anybody that was like lying on my mother or my father you know saying something mm-hmm. like that was just completely um uh, um different from what they believe or taught or something you know and they're saying that because mm-hmm. that would that would be false you know yeah so. That's a, that's a pretty much how I felt about gospel music. It's like it sounds great. Like I, mm-hmm. there are some songs that are like more so they call it gospel, but it's more so tailored towards like a struggle, struggling person who's overcome a situation by the help mm-hmm. of like faith.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I, I particularly don't have uh, nothing against those kinds of songs. But uh-huh. I just don't like the ones that um, did, does not express how God truly feels about a exactly. situation. Because it's like, oh. God is like our parent, you know, he's like, our, he's, yeah. he is our parent, he's our father. So uh-huh. I just don't like it because they're not spreading what's Interesting. true. Interesting. Is there a song that comes to mind in
0: particular?
1: Ooh, let me see.
0: <laughs> dig into your
1: memory box I'm going to say one of my favorite ones was Never Would Have Made It without <laughs> you but... <laughs> you laugh because you probably knew that
0: you probably know, that, like, that you were going to
1: say that song yeah I loved that song by Marvin Sapp I can't remember the actual lyrics of it but I I like that song like I don't I don't think he said anything that was not of anything that was dishonorable to the bible or anything. hold on wait Chelsea do me a favor I want you to repeat that
0: whole sentence over again because um Logan's dad just called me and I did not hear you because I had to oh you.
1: okay so so I, never was... would have made it so never would have made it. I, I don't remember anything being particularly dishonorable in the song about the Bible um, or God. But um, that was actually one of my favorite ones because like, okay, for instance, that song seems to be like a person who's, you know, going through a struggle. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a relatable song. Like, I feel yeah. like I wouldn't be alive or healthy with my weight have it not been for Jehovah. And so, Uh I can agree with that. You know, that's like any other song. If you can Uh relate to what the song is about. You know, lyrics do matter, guys. Lyrics matter. They do. I'm not about to be worshipping Satan. Okay? (laughs) On no song, but even though it sounds good. So, anywho, I say that to say that um, Marvin Sapp never would have made it. one of my favorite songs that are considered the genre gospel (laughs) But <laughs> I'm sorry, because
0: look, it's not funny. But I'm playing this song in my head, and it's crazy because that's yeah. like the one gospel song that like burns my ears. Like it was just so really? overplayed. It like, was
1: overplayed. That's that's what
0: I was it doing. is. No yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm like, what? I'm, I'm like, okay, all like right, now. <laughs>
0: Exactly. Like people will be doing it for stupid stuff too. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, but song...
1: people listen to Rod Wave for gospel now. So hey, what is that? He's a gospel artist? Absolutely not. Wait, I'm confused because look,
0: I have never heard one Rod Wave song. Apparently, Logan and his dad be listening to a lot of Rod Wave. Yeah, but I've never heard of this guy. All the kids be yeah. talking about him. Yeah, wait, all the wait,
1: kids so... love Rod Wave. Right is no. kind of a gospel rapper. God, okay, edgy. Yeah, edgy. <laughs> <laughs> like wow. Okay, well, I guess I'm gonna do my because he raps about faith and struggle, like in yeah, praying to God. You know, I think yeah. though he's not labeled as a gospel rapper. That is like, you know, it definitely is. That is the gospel. I mean, they play it at church sometimes. Some churches play Rod right Wave. I'm so serious. I do mean, Gangsters be playing Rod Oh my gosh. Not, he, not Rod
0: Wave out here redeeming <laughs> the um, gangster soul. <laughs> like,
1: like At I a figure out at this
0: church. Too. At a church. They
1: play ride Wave. <laughs> okay. The pastor okay. was crying and rocking. <laughs> that's,
0: that's all I needed to say. See, <laughs> Damn, y'all, this is why I don't go to so funerals, honey. Because it's <laughs> oh, like, always like this.
1: That after happens. that, I was like, man, man. <laughs> gospel is <sports> every genre. <laughs> man, <and> at this <laughs> point you, play, you say,
0: and you God, what time is up? It's gospel. It's gospel. Nick. Wow, that is so interesting. Okay, so last question, right, about um, the Kingdom Hall. So if y'all don't have a piano, right? hmm
1: So is music played? There? Yeah, so music is played. They have an audio system hooked up to a computer. And okay. so we all have songbooks, books. And um, the music is played over, like, an intercom type of thing. Mm-hmm. And, um... <laughs> We sing along, so we we are told what song number we're about to sing. We sing three mm-hmm. songs total every uh, every meeting, mm-hmm. and um, we are told the number of the song, and we you know all sing along from our songbook yeah.
0: from your songbook. Oh, okay,
1: so I, I find that so interesting. So, do y'all have the same
0: three songs like per year, or it just switches? It's like.
1: It depends on what we're learning. They tailor them towards uh, to what what the lesson is for the day. So the brother who gives the public talk, he chooses mm-hmm. the first song based on what his talk is about. Okay. And then the other ones are chose by the uh, governing body who writes our material. Mm-hmm. Um. And, and it's tailored towards whatever lesson you are going over that day.
0: Got it. So what point in the Kingdom Hall, is it called a meeting?
1: Yeah, we call it a Christian meeting. Okay. So at what point at the meetings, like,
0: do, are the songs played? Like beginning, uh, middle, end type?
1: Yep. Beginning, middle, and end. Yep
0: okay okay very cute very interesting y'all i like i said i am so fascinated with religion it is very interesting to me like just spirituality in general is very interesting but like because we're all inherently spiritual like that's kind of like an afterthought but like the institutions and like the indoctrinations and ting that come along like with religion is uh it is so fascinating to me but to switch gears a little bit let's go back to business what are some of your business
1: owner pet peeves who filing taxes
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes
1: um having shout to- out to
0: chelsea for being a legal business owner shout out for dirty south bull for being isn't an LLC
1: it's not an LLC yet. I wanted to wait till I got a restaurant to do that, but apparently uh, it's something I need to do, like, ASAP. Yeah, but um, even still, shout out to Chelsea for being a legal business owner because
0: um, your homegirl that's down the street selling plates with Kraft macaroni and cheese
1: ain't out here falling taxes. Mm-hmm. So Or getting a license. They need license for food handling, too. Food yes. and business insurance is critical, guys. Critical. You gotta have those two. Be licensed, get the insurance that you need for your business. That's very important.
0: Yes. What Chelsea said. So do you have any other pet peeves besides taxes?
1: Um, having to be everything for your big for my business. Uh, I, I'm kind of over being the grocery shopper, the cooker, the cleaner, the organizer, the accountant, <laughs> the so the publicist, the spokesperson, mm-hmm. the phone call center.
0: <laughs> literally College,
1: center, tech, the, the the everything i <laughs> t oh director
0: All, literally every single thing,
1: yes, everything, oh. and I'm trying to like develop my new seasoning line, so that yes. whole project <laughs> in itself um boo,
0: well, we are praying that. You get them employees, honey. That yeah. business allows you to do that because, yeah. oh, child, I, I already know, Chelsea. Oh, my goodness. And you're working your little I ugly know. corporate job
1: with. I know. Mm, 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 mm. Terrible. Jeez. Y'all,
0: shout out to Chelsea. Just, like, one time, like, we're not even done yet, but literally shout out to her. <laughs> it was like, oh, my goodness. Like, my friends literally make me cry. Like, I'm not going to lie. I was just telling my I brother, God, like, crying to my brother that, like, literally, like, uh, these niggas really be making me
1: cry. And it's just, like, uh, I just love them. We I'm love sorry, you. So cool. You are such a great support. Like, it's hard to find genuine people who genuinely <coughs> support you. 24-7. I mean, you have your own life, yet you still find time to, you know, reach out to me, to check on me all the time. You, you know, come over and offer help whenever I need it. It's just, it's great to have friends who really support you. Uh, no,
0: and I, I, I appreciate that, like, you noticed that about me, I guess. But I will say, like, and I've been talking about this lately, like, a lot, like, I think it's very weird to have different friend groups and our big age. Like, I don't have, like, a group of people that, like, I'll go to the club with and then this group of people that I'll go to a bookstore with. Like, literally, like, my tiny circle of humans, like, I just fuck with them, like, as humans. And the people who were once in my life that I did not fuck with as humans are no longer in my life because I don't have room to not love all of y'all and not be comfortable supporting all of y'all. So, uh, shout out to you. Shout out to Chelsea and all of my other friends. They just make me happy. Okay, so if you could give Black women advice on starting their own business, what would it be? Five things. I know you already said a couple things.
1: Oh, my goodness. People start calling my phone. I'm like, I'm doing a podcast. back. Like, uh-huh.
0: Okay, I'm so almost good. done with I you, think. child. So you can get to those people who need you <laughs> but so you said this a little bit right um, you gave a couple of tips I guess but like what are five things that you would give black women advice on um, when it
1: comes to starting their own business oh man I would say stay consistent stand mm-hmm. your ground mm. um, be dedicated be creative and be original. Ooh, I love it. That was just honestly
0: the perfect answer. Drops mic. <laughs> um, <laughs> so outside of your work, who are you? What do you like? Define yourself as, or what do you
1: see yourself as? As, as um, I'm a helper. I, I'm a helper. I'm that friend. I'm that family member that I want you to be able to call and feel comfortable talking to or hanging out with when you're feeling down, you know, I've always been big on that, especially since I've had my own place, you know, I always invite my family and friends to just like come here if they need to hang out or just talk or call me if they need to just vent and I'm happy that people feel comfortable just kind of, you know, letting everything out on me and distressing with me rather than doing something crazy. Cause I've had family members to commit suicide because they didn't feel like they had that outlet, you know, <clears throat> or doing something else for even worse, you know, but, um, yeah, I'm just that person that people, people like to vent to and, you know, come over and chill and hang out with. So yeah, I'm just a people's person. I love people. I really do. Aww,
0: you are like that's so sweet and y'all y'all know i've said this to y'all before i like god played some trick on my life for literally making every single person around me these mm. extroverts <laughs> who like people because i do
1: not
0: like people like don't honey, i'm positive i told y'all this on this Last week's episode about Juneteenth, like these fools over here <laughs> stopping to talk to everybody and their mama that I'm trying to <laughs> avoid. Like it's people that I ain't seen their face, I ain't heard their name in years. And Jordan or Danny want to stop and say hi or call their name from across the street. Like, why are y'all this way? But I will say, I, I think my friends are very cute for being. For knowing that their ministry is being in close proximity to people. Because, honey, that that ain't me at all. <laughs> um, do you think that you are a workaholic?
1: I definitely am. Interesting. Have you always felt that way? Like, been that way? <laughs> I don't feel like I was that way in... Yes, I was. Maybe so. A little bit. In high school, middle school, I mm-hmm. feel like I was just enjoying my teenage years for the most part until it was when I started working at 15. <clears throat> oh, cool. You just want to be a worker. You know, I didn't necessarily like it, but I felt it was necessary. Exactly. Um, and I kind of now I look back, I wish I didn't do that much because it really did take away from the enjoyment of growing up and being a teenager. Yeah. Bad uh, enough, we were in a magnet school that gave us freaking so much homework even on holidays. So, man,
0: literally, tell me about it. Ugh.
1: So, yeah, you know, yeah, it was crazy.
0: Oh, shout out no. to Lassa, <laughs> man. Shout out to Lassa. Shout out to the drama <laughs> that is that building. That's yeah. all I'm
1: gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> they are a hot ass mess. Still, to this That's day. so so true. It's so my funny truth. how I thought about we dealt with so much prejudice at this school. It's not <laughs> even funny. I was like, we definitely could have wrote a book and could have went on on the news with this because exactly because we wow, put up right with so much racial like, prejudice. It was not even grade? funny. Yeah, yeah,
0: yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I was like yeah our school our high school situation was very interesting first of all like
1: just the whole separation thing like yeah. dog it was that, literally that, was alone, there. that was alone prejudice yeah exactly
0: yeah. and like how they would like they wouldn't care like if we like left and stuff for lunch but then they would like lock the parking lots like during LBJ time like
1: yes dog yeah.
0: and then like it only being like
1: four or five black girls like Child, it was a hard yeah. Yep,
0: Very and the whole
1: telling, telling all the black kids, uh, the counselor, their advice is, and when you go to them about some stuff, troubles you're having at school, well, maybe you should transfer to your home school. What's your home school? What's your LBJ? home school? Is that LBJ with your stupid ass. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they were definitely. Oh, my goodness, like, why would you that? Why would that be your answer? I'm pretty sure you don't tell the white students that. I'm positive they don't. Oh, they just get on my nerves,
0: child. Mm -hmm. Oh, that just made me mad all over the place because they get on my nerves. I don't (laughs) know. I
1: can't even count how many times I was told to go transfer to LBJ. What? counselor tells their students that, yeah, this is hard. Okay, go to your home school.
0: Annoying. A-annoying.
1: Ugh. Seriously. Like yeah. literally
0: lots of okay,
1: that. But we didn't do that and we actually stuck it out and graduated because they definitely wanted us to do that. Yeah, they definitely they, they wanted us to do that. They didn't want us to, us to, make, want us to get magnet endorsement and all that. They wanted us to get up out of there to get up okay. out of there and not be worried about them but
0: yeah. F them, F y'all all of y'all weirdos that's why like literally yeah. the second that we
1: graduated all the drama started Yeah. Oh, the administration man. <laughs> and all of that Talk like, about that mm-hmm.
0: let me tell you it's just so interesting looking back thinking about how yes. all the grown ups were very incompetent like none yeah. of them niggas should have had job at yeah. all
1: this is true guys, this is true
0: my goodness but to switch a little bit to kind of a heavier subject right so you have dealt with very significant loss uh, a loss of a best friend a person that you knew and grew up with your entire mm-hmm. life right mm-hmm. um so what did you learn from losing a, a person so close to you a peer? because it's not like like she was your grandma or something like that right so, yeah how what did you learn from that situation.
1: I learned. That um, time is precious. Um, mm-hmm. I. Because she was so young. We're still young. You know we're in our 20s. Yeah. Um, and that's why even more so. Time is precious because. Nobody knows nobody given like. An expiration date to look forward to. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's one of those things where you you definitely want to make good use of the time you have with a person you know sure you're not going to get along with that person every second of the day or be able to visit with that person every day but make each time count that you do you know uh, cherishing moments because i have so many pictures text messages videos so many things that will help me, you know, smile on the days I feel very down about losing Judy, you know, yeah. um, and things that I can even share with her daughter, you know, that that uh, if I had not made good use of the time I had her here, I wouldn't have, you know, so um, exactly. love the people love the people in your circle while, they, while they're here, don't wait until they're dead to show them love, because they can't feel that, they can't you can't. I, nobody can identify once the person is already dead and gone, you know. So, I think that's very important because a lot of people had regrets because they was thinking, oh, okay, Judy's young; she can live forever. I mean, I'm talking mm-hmm. her own siblings. You know, oh, they damn, yeah. they have regrets because you know they wanted to know, well, why was her best friend the one giving her talk at her funeral and not me? I'm a blood sister, but. That didn't matter to nobody. That mattered because it's like, well, um, did y'all know her? They could. Exactly. What were you saying? If you didn't know her, you didn't even take time with her. So that just really shows you how valuable time is because now they can never get that time back with her. Yeah. So. Oh, good one, Chelsea. So last question to kind of
0: piggyback on that previous question. So mm-hmm. what? Does grief look like for you? And like, do you allow yourself to grieve actively?
1: I do. Um, I am one of those people who put myself to work when I grieve. I literally, mm. duty was literally one of the uh, motivating forces behind me starting Dirty South Bow
0: because.
1: Yeah. We used to get together every Sunday and Monday. That was our thing for years. Me, her, and our other friend, Candace, would get together Sundays and Mondays. And we would just eat. I would cook a whole meal like it was 10 of us. And it was only three plus Jayla. And um, we would just eat until we were full. Sit up, talk, laugh, or ride around. They would ride with me to go run my errands. Mm-hmm. and that's what we would do so i didn't but that was before i had a food business you know and it was like well yeah. who am i gonna cook all this food for now you know whenever she passed because uh, yeah. that tradition ended when she died so um yeah that i that, and she always used to, she worked in hospitality she did well waitressing for a long time so she used to always tell me you need to hurry up and open a restaurant so i can work for you and don't have to work for these people i don't want to work for these people i'll come work for you and be the manager so she used to say that all the time oh, i'm like girl what restaurant I, ain't opening. I, ain't, I don't even want a food business i'm good <laughs> but just cook with cooking for y'all so yeah she the restaurant and me owning the food business was definitely her idea first <laughs>
0: Oh, Chelsea, that's beautiful, man. Like, oh, uh, shout out to ancestor gang, gang. Like, my goodness, that is just yeah, uh, beautiful. And Thank you too. already know, like, I'm always here. I know that yes, is you like are. very difficult and hard. Like, I yeah. lost my best friend, but that nigga was old as hell. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, very papa.
1: different. I know, my papa. <laughs> that was definitely your best friend. I definitely was very sad because I knew when I found out that, you know, you were hurting. And I wish I would have reached out. Oh, boo, no. uh, I love you. That That was a hard time for you.
0: Yeah, it was. But you know what's so interesting, right? Like, I think when my papa died, I was very prepared for I mean, I won't say prepared because I'm not prepared to like live with him not on the earth but I don't know I think I just viewed death a little differently and Mm. I've always been kind of morbid and interested in death Mm -hmm. in a weird way so whenever my pawpaw died I was like dang like that's kind of cool like he gets to be dead and do what dead people do or whatever you know like I don't know like (sighs) recipes of pawpaw and all the OGs that are not on this planet before or right now But that being said, we're at the end of this interview and before we leave officially I do have a couple rapid fire questions for you. So I have six questions right? Okay. And you have to answer them within six seconds. Okay. Let's go. Bet. Okay. What's your favorite meal to cook?
1: Fried chicken. Okay. What's your favorite meal to eat? Catfish.
0: Who's your favorite sibling? (laughs) <laughs> Who's your favorite parent and why?
1: My daddy because he's funny. And he doesn't know it.
0: <laughs> he's so cute, y'all. Um yeah, would you rather be able to cook again or never be able to bake again?
1: Mm. Never be able to cook again?
0: Like cook like savory food, you know?
1: Oh, never be able to bake again. Okay, um, what's your favorite item to bake? Cookies. Okay. Ooh, what kind of cookies? Yum. Um, chocolate chip, uh, lemon, white chocolate chip. What does
0: that mean
1: in a cookie?
0: Lemon. See, y'all, Chelsea's a whole genius. Like, I've never even heard of a lemon cookie, and Ooh. well, I don't like lemon flavored like cakes and stuff like that, so I probably wouldn't like it, but. fire thinking about it
1: yeah it's pretty good so so tell me
0: about the lemon cookie because now i'm curious and now i might i might be the person that's like making them right now
1: (laughs) it it definitely is for the lemon lovers um but it's really good like people who don't like citrusy desserts likes it so interesting um You can't put too much lemon in it though because for some reason, I don't know if it's because of how the heat distributes in a cookie, um, if you put like the zest of a lemon it just overpowers it. I mean, it's like a freaking tart or something. So Mm -hmm. you have to use like imitation lemon uh, flavoring. Oh, gotcha. Because otherwise it'll be just way too much. Got it. But
0: a couple more questions Right, just literally two more, unless I have something else that comes to my brain. So, what songs or songs do you currently have on repeat?
1: Ooh, um, Tink two or three. Um, Um, Eric Bellinger is that Mm -hmm. Um, Eric Bellinger. It's a couple songs from him, but one of them is. Where did that song get? um apple berry nana okay that's my jam i'll be putting that on my tiktoks and stuff for my food
0: yes you do <laughs> Yo. <Yum. laughs> y'all and shout out to everybody who actually went to old settlers if y'all know what that is if y'all actually oh, went to man. the live eric bellinger the other day um i was too tired and i'm still exhausted from being around people on dune teams but I, I, y'all know, I love me. Well, I, maybe y'all don't know, but I love me some Eric Bellinger. Um, that is one of the things that I
1: love him.
0: I know he is one of the things that really reminds me of my ex, who shall, who shall not be named, who y'all are probably who goddamn familiar with on this podcast as being the one that got away. Um, no, but yeah, that nigga is like <laughs> his favorite songwriter. So. Uh, Eric Bellinger is a huge part of my life because of that. Um, my favorite Eric Bellinger song has to be "Um By Now." Actually, on the album that's right before the album that Chelsea is talking about that has Appleberry. No, no. Anywho, what? Or if you could take three of the menu items off of the Dirty South Bowl catering menu what would they be? What are the three items that you like cooking the least?
1: Hennessy meatballs, Hennessy wings, <laughs> um, <laughs> Patron lemon pepper wings. <laughs>
0: oh my goodness so we kind of talked about this the other day when i yep. saw Chelsea. she was making them damn hennessy, hennessy <laughs> meatballs that everybody loves so why chelsea why do you want to take or why would you take them off the menu
1: because it just seems so unnecessary people let's just be honest let me just be the one to tell people since so nobody knows putting alcohol in food is unnecessary okay The taste is not gonna be any better. Okay, you're not gonna. It's gonna. All the heat is gonna cook the alcohol out. I think the only alcohol that really sticks is um rum, maybe. Mm. But all of my Hennessy drinkers, that you can put Hennessy on a turd and people would love it. No, stop it. (laughs) I know at the Henny Thing Fest, they tell y'all, sell y'all all all this Hennessy bacon, Hennessy this, Hennessy that. Look. Patron lovers all my black people y'all love these names Hennessy when y'all hear Hennessy Patron Surat Crown Royal Grand Mariner y'all are there y'all don't give a goddamn <laughs> what it is y'all just showing up stop it okay <laughs> food when you hear heat with those liquors forget about it you're not gonna taste it at that point you just silly you're looking crazy Exactly, go y'all ahead. be
0: trying to do everything for aesthetic. Y'all niggas yeah, really be trying there to look, look cute there with all go. of y'all. That's yeah, that's what aesthetic. it is. That's what, what it is. Just be trying to look cute, like oh my god, I got some lint or I got some um patron wings. Yeah, look okay, look. yep.
1: Ugh, y'all
0: get on my nerves. But that being said, I just had Chelsea on this recording for long, and she got to go to work tomorrow. You got to work tomorrow, huh?
1: I do, unfortunately. Wow, you know my schedule. Really good.
0: Man, it sucks that my schedule is literally the complete opposite. Like, today was my Friday. I literally left early because I'm detoxing and I had to pass out. Like, my goodness. A hot mess. But, y'all, thank y'all so much for listening to me talk to Chelsea. Chelsea, can you tell us where we can find you? Like, Any last things that you want to say
1: for all of my foodies? Y'all can find me on Instagram and TikTok. I am such a a videographer of food. I love sharing what I'm cooking with others. Um, So y'all can find me on Instagram at South. Bowl. I also have a website dirty If you guys are looking for any catering or want to know when my next pop up is, follow me on Instagram at Dirty South and also follow uh, my website as well. So, yep, yay! Shout out to Thank y'all! This is, so cute. this is fun. I know it was fun. Thank you so much. I can't, I'm you're
0: looking welcome, at your website I'm right now because um, I'm a horrible friend who didn't even realize the website was up. And honey, so the first thing I saw was something that I want Chelsea and that I low key want to figure out how to make them vegan. How you okay, how let's you can do make it. I vegan. told you, I'm which is the dang. I know
1: you did. I'm gonna me. name my vegan bowl after her, guys. Oh, I guess we have to, yeah. You gotta name it like the OG bowl or
0: something, yes. Oh, oh I'm gonna cry. cry too, yeah. No, but look, the pink velvet, first of all. What the hell is pink velvet? I guess I'm not enough of a foodie to know what the heck this is. I've never heard of this. Or did you create this?
1: I did not create this. Um, it's definitely a thing. I've learned from other chefs and Pinterest. You can make anything, whatever. You can make yellow velvet, blue velvet, red velvet, green velvet, whatever you are feeling. You just have to be good at dye, food dye. Let mm-hmm. me tell you, there's different types of food dye, and people don't know this. I, and I only notice because mm-hmm. I bake dessert. Exactly. Um, there, there's different types of food dye for diff, whatever you're doing. So if you're baking a cake, you don't, you know, there's a certain food dye for that. If you're dyeing chocolate or candies, there's a different type of food dye for that. Have you ever had frosting that, tastes, that tasted like medicine or poison? Oh, and yeah. Yeah.
0: They're either
1: heavy handed or the food dye that they're using is not the right food dye. You would be amazed. A lot of grocery stores use Uh the wrong food dye in their frosting, which is terrible because they should know better. But yeah, but that comes with me just being, I look into the science behind food. I do not just like go off of what a recipe. I am very much so what breaks down meat, what breaks, what causes this, what makes a cookie rise this way or makes it thin or what you know does bacon so oh, y'all, and the
0: cookies? Oh, so. my goodness, the chocolate chip!
1: Like, with
0: do you put walnuts in them? Uh, pecans.
1: Mm-hmm. Peca-
0: oh, man, like my life just makes me so happy when I think about those. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> okay, guys, go. I'm gonna like link all of Chelsea's information um i don't know if this is the end of the episode so i'm just gonna end the episode as if i would and then if it's not the end i'm gonna just cut this part out but thank y'all very much for listening to the podcast this week thank Um, you guys yes thank you very much for allowing chelsea to share her stories and team um if you're listening to this and if you have ever Taking advantage of Chelsea's business, Dirty South Bowl, or just her ability to cook in general, like, run that apology. Like, I'm holding you to that. Run that apology right now at this moment. Like, goddamn. But that being said, bye y'all um i had such a fun time recording this episode with chelsea shout out to her like i said i have linked all the socials in the description for this episode so go find my girl go book with her if that's your thing um i mean you can always just follow and support the journey always um but yeah i'm out of here bye guys have a great day week month All that shit. (laughs) Bye, y'all.